Hello, everybody. It is time once again for the Mainland Podcast, episode number 281, if you're keeping score. And why would you be? I'm Michael Citro. I'm the founder and managing editor of TheMainland.com. And we, of course, are the SB Nation website covering Orlando City, the Orlando Pride, all things soccer-related in the city, beautiful. And if you think that I might sound a little bit under the weather, well, you ain't heard nothing yet. Welcome to my partner, David Rowe, up in Tallahassee. Dave, how you doing? Uh, obviously worse than you, although a lot better than maybe I could be doing, considering that I was vaccinated and boosted, and I now have a breakthrough case, but it really just feels like a mild head cold, so thank goodness that I did all those things I was supposed to, so that mm-hmm. I, I even feel good enough that I'm like, yeah, okay, we can do the podcast. Yeah. I mean, it. I look at it like this. If you are falling and you have a parachute you're still going to hit the ground whether you have the parachute or not but it's a lot easier on you if you hit the ground with the parachute than without it that is correct and that that is where i find myself and it's a this is my you know psa for everybody out there that you know it it looks like it was worth it to do all the things that I did in regard to vaccinations and boosters, because like I said, I wasn't even absolutely sure that that's what it was, but I was responsible and I mm-hmm. called into work and then I went and got tested so that I didn't, you know, hopefully infect anybody else. Mm-hmm. And if we would all do that kind of thing, man, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> it would be. I caught a run of the mill cold at the end of last week that my daughter brought home. And, um, I, Stayed home from work Thursday. I worked from home Friday, although, or, or half a day, worked from home Friday. And then over the weekend, I got progressively better, and I've been back at the office. But uh, still, the little voice is a little ragged, but other than that, I'm, I'm in much better place uh, than I was last week. And, um, yeah, here we are. What a podcast this is going to be. Yeah, this is, <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a healthcare podcast now. Episode 281. All right, let's talk, Dave, a little bit about Orlando City Soccer Club, which has had a couple of uh, preseason matches since you and I last spoke. That started with a a barn burner of a game uh, last week at, uh, I think that one was in the stadium. That was a 5-4 to four game, and that was against, uh, what, the Chicago Fire? Was that the Chicago Fire, Dave? It was indeed the Chicago Fire. All right, so yeah, that that I'm sorry, it was not the Chicago Fire. It was Minnesota United. <laughs> I don't oh, know what no, I was I thinking right now. I know we're both. Uh, you're probably hopped up on cold meds, and um, I'm uh, I'm just I'm just old and brain dead. Uh, no, Minnesota United ca- uh, came to the stadium, and it, it, Orlando City scored very early in the game, and that was. Uh, Erjan Kara's uh, first goal involvement as a Lion. He set up Benji Michel for an early goal and made it one nothing. And then Minnesota ripped off four straight goals. Uh, Kara then missed a penalty, but the Lions rallied and tied it up at four, only to be beaten uh, in cardiac cat fashion uh, in deep in stoppage time by a trialist. <laughs> for Minnesota United and of course. United won it five to four. Um, 
Then on Saturday, the team played again, this time down in Kissimmee at the training complex, Osceola County Stadium, against FC Dallas. FC Dallas winning that 1-0 in a much lower scoring, much more normal uh, type of a game. And so 0-2 on the season. But the big story out of Saturday was that Erjan Kara was hit uh, and knocked down and left injured and could not put weight on his leg and many reports from the stadium said that the trainers were looking at his knee and the club came out on Monday and said that he was day-to-day with a sprained ankle now this is not a lower body injury that we expected to hear Dave this is a sprained ankle which is a much more specific injury and it begs two questions is it does the trainer know where the ankle is or is are all the people wrong that said that the trainer was looking at at Kara's knee? It's everything about it is really weird because, like you said, you know they it, it looked like maybe he was looking at the knee or from the reports, and then for the first time, and I don't know how long, we get an actual report, a specific report on a body part on the lower body that is not simple lower body injury <laughs> and i i and, and much of the internet had no idea to do what to do with that yeah we were starting to wonder is he going to be out for the season is he going to be out for a few months what's going on um of course sprained ankles can have various lengths of time a high ankle sprain that's severe can still take a couple of months to heal up we don't have a timetable they called him day to day and we'll take the club at its word right now because this is a, a yeah. new a new thing to, to actually get a, a diagnosis. We don't normally get those. So we'll, and we'll we want hope. to reward positive behavior. That's right. We'll hope for the best and hope that that's a sprained ankle and hope that uh, Kara is not out for a, a great length of time. Um, that's certainly good news. And um, we'll, we'll see if we can get the Austrian back in the lineup. Uh, Facundo Torres has arrived on these shores, Dave. He got a little greeting at the airport. Not quite the size that Dom Dwyer got, but then again, we're in a pandemic here, so it's not it, a big surprise. Like, wasn't it like 3 in the morning or something like that? Yeah, I, I definitely think it was uh, not decent hours, you know, not uh, not yeah. civilized hours when he arrived. But, uh, you know, it was, it was good that he's here, and now we've got two of the DPs. Three, if if Pereira ends up being a DP again, then we've got all three here. Um, yeah. We, we don't know uh, what, you know, what's going to happen. We, we do know that um, uh, there's been a lot of questions about Antonio Carlos uh, not being seen in photos. There was, there was some, I guess some, some visa issues that he's been dealing with. So um, I expect those will get, those will get all taken care of and shouldn't be a, a lingering problem. If, if he hasn't already arrived, I don't, I, don't, I haven't seen, uh, reports because the team, Dave took off and went uh, down to South Florida for a couple days. So yeah, there's no are... way. Yeah, there's no way that we're not going to have Antonio Carlos. So everybody can chill out about that. They'll get it sorted. Yeah. Uh, so not that much. You know, I mean, we honestly, with both of us not feeling great, we probably could have both just taken this week off. There's not that much news. But I, th- I felt like it was important to come back, at least talk about the preseason games and, and you know, the fact that they took place and the fact that there were, um, um, you know, there was the injury report on Kara and then the 
you know, a lot of people haven't heard because it was just some tweets and stuff and um, that uh, that they said sprained ankle day to day. And that's good news. And we're we're going to hope for the best on that, like we said. And yep. the uh, the other thing from Saturday is it seemed like Thomas Williams, young, uh, young Thomas Williams had a good game in center at center back uh, filling in. Which, you know, given that there was no Antonio Carlos, is a good thing. Uh, yeah. We also mentioned that, yes, you have Rodrigo Schlegel as the ultimate uh, third guy, but that's, you still need greater depth. So if they can if they can get that from a young player like him, that's that's going to be important throughout a long season. Yeah. You know, he is committed to uh, UCF, but, you know, a lot, of, a lot of guys have committed and then not gone to college. You know, Wilfredo Rivera, I believe, was uh, a South Florida uh, – commit last year um so uh the other thing that i wanted to mention where orlando city is concerned dave is that there was a rumor that came out this week that dc united was trying to sign carlos tevez but that there were two other teams in the mix for carlos tevez and one of those was orlando city carlos tevez tremendous talent he's 38 years old and i'm gonna put this rumor at about a five percent chance of, of being any kind of accurate in terms of the, the Orlando City interest. There may have been a phone call, but uh, especially considering the fact that, you know, Cara went down on Saturday. But, I mean, um, right. I, I don't put a lot of stock in that. This is, a, this is a club that seems to want to get younger and build for, like, a long-term future and then, and then try to, like, just replenish the pieces that they sell off to Europe every few years. Correct. Uh, this would make no sense. And if there was a phone call, it was most likely an incoming phone call, not an outgoing phone call. So um, <laughs> I'd, I'd, be, I'd be shocked. But, uh, you know, rumors are fun during the off season. Yeah. I said four years ago they should give Carlos Tevez a call. This is this is not uh, this, <laughs> this is not something that I would have carried forward four more years. No, you were uh, you were done with it back then. Yeah, I think if he had come in at 34, you know, maybe he has a similar um, impact as Nani. But, uh, yeah, not uh, at 38. I'm, I'm thinking, nah. <laughs> Let's, I'd rather just say. He's, he's not Tom Brady. You know? I'd rather just hope for Pato to stay healthy at this point. Yeah, like I say, he's not Tom Brady. He's not going to be playing into his 40s. So. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Um, there's other guys right around his age I would probably rather have uh like a Zlatan or something <laughs> hey if you can get Zlatan you get Zlatan that's right you don't get Zlatan Zlatan gets you that's correct and then <laughs> what we all get is all the things that go along with Zlatan having us and and frankly it makes for a lot of things to write and talk about exactly it does and it's fun Zlatan is a lot of things and one of those things is fun because if you don't yes if you don't take him seriously um, you know, I, it's fantastic fun. It's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun to follow Slaton and, and to listen to his, his antics and, uh, just the way he comports himself on the field. I mean, uh, everybody will remember the, uh, the scene from when he was with the galaxy and he was trying to move one of his teammates. So he just shoves him five feet over, uh, just tremendous, uh, tremendous stuff. Great quote. Um, and he takes, you know, it takes a lot of pressure off everybody else because everybody's focused on the Zlatan. As well they should be. Yeah. 
All right, uh, that's all I have for the Orlando City side right now, Dave. The uh, the Lions will play Colorado at the stadium Friday night at seven o'clock. That is a game that's open to the general public. If you are not a season ticket member, you can get in for ten dollars a ticket. Um, this is a uh, charity event. They're going to try to raise some money uh, for the the Paramore area. Uh, there's a story on our site about it. You can go and check that out about them opening up this uh, preseason game. And there's a list of items that you can bring and donate. And I'm sure they would be very happy with that. If you are a season ticket member, call your season ticket rep. You can get four free seats for this game. Absolutely. And, you know, <laughs> online, we kind of fought for this uh, opportunity to have uh, preseason matches open. And the way that we continue that is for people to show up mm-hmm. and show the club that they appreciate it and that they're, they're, it's something they want and are willing to, you know, get butts in seats for. Yeah. And uh, we're looking for that first preseason win. Hopefully it will come Friday at the expense of the PIDs. Uh, we will, of course, uh, be there uh, to cover that match on Friday night. We'll be live tweeting it if you can't make it. Um, I'm sure it won't be. I, I doubt that it'll be streamed anywhere or on radio or TV. So uh, the only ways to, to enjoy it are to go to the stadium or to follow the mainland on Twitter. And following the mainland on Twitter during a match is always a fun thing. Yes, because uh, everything is always either awesome or horrible and will never be good again. <laughs> it is a little hyperbolic, yeah. Yeah, there's there's no middle ground on the uh, on the Twitter. All right. Um, well, that'll do it. I think it's time to turn the page. We've got uh, some, of course, our mailbag a little bit later. Let's talk about the Orlando Pride. We'll do that right after this. And we're back! Hey, it's good to be back. Dave, would you like to uh, talk about the Pride a little bit? I always like talking about the Pride. All right, well, when I say a little bit, I mean very little. There's really not that much news this week. <laughs> um, let's start with some, some international call-ups. No surprises. Gunny Jan's daughter called up uh, mm-hmm. from Iceland. Aaron McLeod called up as a backup goalkeeper for Canada. I'm, I don't know if... If Brazil's playing, I'm sure Marta got called up, but I haven't actually seen uh, yeah, seen that. Either, yeah. But uh, the the international window coming up shouldn't affect anything in terms of you know the, the Pride's just started the preseason, and we always have a window this time of year. The uh, of course the U.S. women are about to take part in the She Believes Cup, which includes Iceland, includes Gunny's Iceland team this year, uh, yep. Czech Republic, U.S., New Zealand, uh, former former Pride player Allie Riley probably captaining New Zealand for this. I, I haven't uh, been paying attention since she's not on the Pride anymore, but um, you know, that's well, probably... One would assume, although yeah. I, 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 you know, I don't, I'm not going to stop following <laughs> social media because she's no. fantastic yeah I, I haven't stopped following her i've just stopped following news uh where new zealand yeah yeah <laughs> so here you go so february uh 17th the 20th and the 23rd that's when the uh she believes will be happening canada's taking part in another tournament um so some international stuff going on and it'll be good uh, you know hopefully hopefully erin will get a game in her tournament and uh, I'm sure Gunny will get plenty of run out for Iceland. Oh, for sure. For sure. It's really weird this year not having any uh, U.S. players from the Pride. 
Well, and, and not having that many players overall, and it's it's very nice. And, and everybody's going to realize how nice it is <laughs> when we get into an actual break and we still have most of our players. It would be better if we had some more good players brought in. It's, man, it's... It, 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 you can't win. You can't win for losing. You can't lose for winning. <laughs> am, I, am, I'm, I'm here? Here. Yeah, am I being too greedy here? Am I being too greedy? You want the good players without having them being called up. Yeah, I, I, but I, I don't mean just internationals. I mean, I think this team still has some holes, and they're still building oh, it. Um, and to that end, Amanda Cromwell this week, in fact, I think just today, as we record this on Tuesday the 8th, um, teased a possible attacker signing uh, at training, saying that you know maybe they'll be signing an attacker maybe sooner rather than later. And yeah. we do know that the Pride have the rights to Canadian international Deanne Rose, who is an attacker, and that would be a very nice addition to the team. We could use more attacking pieces on the Pride, and so that would be very nice indeed. I believe this is a team that could use a few things. I, I think that if those young midfielders come in and play well, that's going to solve a lot of problems. Um, you know, uh, Michaela Clough and uh, Viviana Villacorta, uh, if they can come in and, and secure that midfield, I think that will be a good thing. Uh, the Pride still have some players that they need to uh, re-sign. Maggie Doherty Howard still hasn't uh, officially re-signed as and uh, Kaylee Collins and Parker Roberts. Those are the three players that have been offered new uh, contracts. They are on the training camp roster. They are in camp. So one would think that that is a matter of formality and maybe that'll all get, um, I mean, maybe that'll be done before this podcast even drops on Wednesday. Yeah. And, and just remember everybody, you know, we talked weeks ago about how this club got blown up and this is a full on, from the ground up, brick by brick, you know, uh, bringing a new lumber rebuild. So mm-hmm. don't be surprised if there's going to be some, um, you know, bumps along the way. There's These players are going to have to get to know each other and then get to know each other in competition and then finally come together. And that may take a little longer than a couple weeks or even a season. Yeah, might. Might take some time. Might be some bumps this year. But uh, I I like the 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 staff that they have in place. Uh, the coaching staff that Amanda has put in place uh, is is solid and coaching and, and bringing this team into a cohesive unit would at least make this team competitive. I don't know if it would make it a playoff team with the current roster, but it it will be better. Um, and uh, it would be nice to see also that they could take advantage maybe of some teams that get stripped of their internationals during international breaks. Uh, that would be good. Um, and, you know, if that attacker is brought in soon, that would be great because uh, Mia Fischel has uh, hit the ground running in Mexico and is playing very well for Tigres yeah. right off the bat. Yeah, what could have been, what could have been. Yeah, I just wonder... You know, I just wonder what the what the cash situation was in terms of what they were offering. Like, like, is this something that they're going to regret not bumping up a salary a little bit and 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 signing her and bringing her in uh, if she ends up being a, just a beast? Um, 
Sometimes Maybe. you gotta sometimes you gotta set some new records and you know nobody wants to go oh they gave them this person a rookie record contract even though uh she was the fifth overall pick instead of the first overall pick or whatever. But um, you know, if she goes on and has a tremendous career uh with T Grace and then probably from that point on gets snapped up by one of the big teams in Europe, you know, the pride will wonder what if. Well and and we'll wonder what if, although you know, maybe the pride didn't have as much allocation money and money laying around as we thought, because, you know, when we mentioned something about Ian Fleming sitting on a pile of cash like smog, he, he, he got, and I'm joking here. He got miffed <laughs> about it. <laughs> he um, went smog. smog. Um, and, and to, to which I say, you got a record, you got a league record of allocation money just for Alex Morgan in addition to what you already had. And, uh, and then there's been some additional, uh, dribs and drabs here and there from other trades. So yeah, there was probably, there was probably enough to pay, to pay, uh, me a, a little bit more than maybe you wanted to. Uh, but again, they had a strategy going into this off season. So maybe that strategy would have been, uh, torn up a little bit if they had, uh, if they had done that, maybe this new attacker is, a uh, Sam Kerr. I, I mean, I'm not, probably not Sam Kerr, but I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> Look, we're not saying it is, but we're not not saying it is. So yeah, we're just mostly you know, not saying. Yeah, we're, we're mostly, mostly saying, saying we're mostly saying it's not. Yeah, that's that's really what we're saying. We're saying it's not Sam Kerr, mm-hmm. but we're saying we like it to be Sam Kerr. It we it wouldn't suck. <laughs> that's that's downplaying it big time. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Uh, all right, the big. Uh, so we we'll, we'll wait on that attacker and see what happens and see who it is and see if it happens. Basically, we'll see if it takes place. Uh, Amanda yeah. teased it. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if we get some eyeball emojis out of Ian Fleming this week. Um, the other big news from the Pride is that the NWSL Challenge Cup schedule has arrived. Dave, the 2022 NWSL Challenge Cup schedule is here. And the Pride know their opponents and the days they'll play them and how many times they'll play them. And basically what the NWSL did was break into three groups of four teams each. And that equals 12, and that's how many teams are in the league. And the Pride are in the East region with uh, the Washington Spirit. Uh, By the way, congratulations to all involved in the Washington Spirit. They are now under uh, new ownership because... uh, that has finally happened, the thing that everybody wanted to happen. And uh, the Washington Spirit, the North Carolina Courage, and Gotham all in the Pride's group. The Pride will kick off their part in the Challenge Cup on Saturday, March 19th, against the Spirit at home at 7 p.m. Most of the games are 7 p.m. games, all except the away trip to Washington, which is a 4 p.m. Sunday game. Uh, there's only one midweek game for the Pride, and of course it's a home game because of course um, of they course. will play March 30th at home against Gotham at seven o'clock, and then they will play uh, at home against North Carolina Courage on Saturday, April 16th at seven o'clock, and then uh, so there'll be two home games in March and a road game in between, and then in April there will be two road games with a home game in between, and then the top. Uh, finisher in each of the three groups 
will go to the semifinals along with the top second place team. So if the Pride Dave don't win their group, they could still get into the semifinals if they have a good finish. So you're saying there's a chance. Not really. I'm not saying there's a chance. <laughs> this is a rebuilding year. I, I'm not I'm gonna set my expectations low. I'm gonna keep my hopes up. I'm going to I'm gonna stay positive and look for little victories here and there and I'm I'm not gonna put a lot of pressure on this team to be great. Um, as what is it that we always say, uh, prepare for the worst and, and then, you know, and hope for the best and anything that good happens, anything that's not the worst is a a pleasant surprise. And uh, honestly, that's how you should, you know, go into every single season for every team that you follow, no matter what the sport, you will have a lot less heartbreak and heartache and probably lower blood pressure if you do that. This is true because if if I didn't have such high expectations that I would have thought that like for example just I'm going to just I'm just going to throw this out there as a completely I'm going to call this a hypothetical. Like let's say you support a team and they're in a cup uh they're in a they're in a cup competition and they have a very slim lead and the other team is allowed to handle the ball in the box and score off of it and VAR doesn't overturn it and then you're out of that competition and penalties and then the very next week in the the next league game you score two times only to have the officials pull those goals off the board that that's that's really hard on you if you go into the you know with high hopes but if you expect that no goals will ever count for your team and all the goals will always count for the other team, then you're never disappointed. That's a really good point, and I know what you're talking about, and I certainly won't make you relive it any more than you just did. Um, it could be worse. You could be a Leicester City fan. I could not be a Leicester City fan. That just said it would be worse. <laughs> but and, I would probably I, be, be a Leicester fan in jail. I, I would, yeah, that's true. I would probably be a Leicester City fan before I would be, I don't know, an Everton fan or something. Well, that just makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Challenge Cup schedule is out. Everybody go to the games because uh, we want you to go to the games. You, you yeah. want to go see soccer team? We have a soccer team. If you want to keep the soccer team, go give the soccer team money. You have to give the soccer team money. That's how we keep a soccer team. And also how when we start asking for other things like, hey, can we go to preseason matches, that they start letting us do that. So yeah. positive feedback, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Let's embrace this. these teams. There's multiple teams. We haven't even started talking about OCB yet because the club's not talking about them. Right. It's not even enough for a minute, so no. Yeah. So – Go and be supportive and show them that you care. Show them that you want them here and show them that it's like, oh, well, if we have these behind closed doors, uh, you know, it's only a few hundred bucks we're losing or whatever. You know, we don't want that. We want you to make a difference. And um, I think this is going to be probably the most exciting pride season in terms of we don't know what to expect since the inaugural year. Well, you get to do the whole... um major league, you know, movie Cleveland Indian, you know, who who are these players? 
um, and just you know see what happens. And who knows? Maybe something magical. I would like something magical. Something magical would be really nice. It would be. Yeah. And who knows? Who knows? No, certainly not us. No, no, we don't. If there's anybody that doesn't know, it's probably you and I. Hopefully, uh, Amanda Cromwell has a better idea than we do. I'm absolutely sure she does. Yes. <laughs> I'm absolutely sure of that. All right, so, yeah, lots going on. I think the only other thing we didn't talk about would be the third and final qualifier uh, that the U.S. men's national team played. Do I have that right, or or did we talk about that last week? No, we didn't, because the game was on Wednesday night. Yeah. So, yeah, the U.S. uh, beat on Honduras pretty good in a very extremely cold place. Yes, because reasons for the cold place. Um, Poor Matt Turner. (laughs) Matt Turner running back and forth uh, on the pitch while all the action is going on at the other end, just trying to keep his body temperature in normal human range uh, is as endearing as it could be for a keeper for the U.S. men's national team. There were only two Hondurans treated for hypothermia from the game. Um, Yeah, the only two players had to come out of the game due to hypothermia. Uh, It was ridiculous, and hopefully that will... Hopefully a lot smarter decisions will be made in the future, but every time we think about smart decisions where it comes to U.S. soccer, stupid things happen. And I'm fully going into this. I'm going into this thinking that that idiot Carlos Cordero is going to run and win president of USSF again because stupid things seem to happen at the Federation level, not just at the U.S., but everywhere. It's almost like powerful people in charge of these things um, maybe aren't as honest and forthright and uh, transparent as we would like. I think the uh, I've, I've started watching the HBO show Succession, and I think yes. it's basically it's an allegory for world soccer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. FIFA, CONCACAF, UEFA. Money, corruption, shady stuff. Yeah, all kinds of stuff going on. Run by terrible people and uh, that by and large uh, don't really. The World Cup is going to be in Qatar. (laughs) Yeah, what does that tell you? It doesn't matter how many people died to build those stadiums, does it? And they're going to have air conditioning, Dave. Oh, no, they're not. And And now it's a winter World Cup. Yeah. <sighs> All right. I think we've tangented a little bit there, but that's okay. Uh, because it's this is a pretty short show because, Dave, all we got left is the mailbag. Oh, my goodness. It feels like we're rolling right through this, and we are. Well, we should because you need to get into bed with some chicken soup and um, or maybe eat your chicken soup before you go to bed. <laughs> to be fair, I had the chicken soup before the podcast, okay. so probably just bed. All right, so throw throw down some NyQuil and boom, down you go. All right. There you go. All right, two ways you can ask us anything here at the Mainland Podcast, and one of those ways is to do it on Twitter. We are at the Mainland is our Twitter account, and, you know, you're going to use that hashtag. It's AskTMLPC. That, that's how we find your questions in the, the myriad of uh, snarky responses that our tweets get. Um 
but yeah, that's how we find them. And uh, AskTMLPC is the hashtag. And you can also use that. The other way of getting a hold of us is you can put that in your subject line and email us at themainland at gmail.com. And uh, you can ask us anything. It doesn't have to be soccer related. It can be soccer related. Uh, we'll answer all questions. That's what we do. It is indeed. Dave, I'm going to start in the Gmail, the Gmail box. And I'm going to start with a question from uh, Tiger Tamer 33 And he says, uh, podcast question homework may be required. He says, with the MLS season starting this month, I was wondering if you guys could predict the standings in the Eastern and Western Conference. And Tiger Tamer, we are going to answer that question, but we're not going to do it on this show for a couple reasons. One, uh, we already... Yeah, one homework required. No, uh, we are going to do that in our season preview, which is coming up. So stay tuned for that. It's it's not this week, but you know our our next couple of uh, podcasts will uh, preview the season and uh, get ready for that first game against Montreal. It's against Montreal, Dave. I'm asking you, right? Yeah, yeah. Twenty yeah. seventh, Montreal, one o'clock. Yes. Um, yeah, I, was, I just thought I'd test you again since you failed so miserably on the uh, Chicago idea. Fire one. Um, anyway, Chicago, Minnesota, they're not that far apart. They're both cold right now. Exactly. And I have a cold, so it's all worth it. Yeah. So thank you for the question, Tiger Tamer. We are kicking the can down the road, and we will have our Eastern and Western Conference standing predictions for you, even though they will be incredibly wrong because we really don't spend a lot of time on the Western Conference at all. Nope, we do not. <laughs> uh, we have some questions here from Greg Maimon. Hello, Mr. Maimon. Maimon? I don't know if I'm saying your name right, Greg. I'm really sorry. And I can't see it, so I don't know. Yeah, Greg, M-A-I-M-O-N-E. Maimoni? Maimoni? We are butchering it now. We should stop and get to his question. Jam on it? Jam on it. Jam on it. I don't know what your name is, Greg. I don't I'm I'm sorry, I'm not trying to make light. I'm just bad at at pronunciations. Uh Greg wants to know. Oh wait, first he says, uh, uh I wanted to respond to this week's pod. I primarily listen for Pride News. You are uh you all are one of only a couple of pods I listen to regularly. I enjoy all of your content, although I do sometimes fast forward past the city game recaps. They are very detailed. Yeah, we got to stop being so detailed, Dave. I've been telling well, you for been telling you for years. One thing that listeners hate it's details. <laughs> I don't know that we can change. We're very old. We're not going to. I think we could just come on, and after the Montreal game, we'll just say, "This is what the score was," and uh, my man of the match was uh, Junior Urso. <laughs> is that moving good? on. Yeah, moving yeah. on. Uh, no, I'm. I'm I'm teasing Greg, but um, you know that's it's good to know that maybe there uh, maybe there are a little maybe there's some cuts we can make. Uh, anyway, he really enjoys when we do interviews with players, and he misses that as a recurring segment. We miss it too, Greg, and we will try to do more of them as we as we can. It's uh, it's been a different landscape the last couple of years, as as you know, for everybody involved. And and yes, we. We can't. We're not using the pandemic as an excuse. It's just that um, 
it has affected a lot of a lot of things and so uh one of those things is our ability to have the energy to chase down stuff like that <laughs> mainly mine right it is mainly like michael we i i can promise you greg we will have mm-hmm. some interviews coming up yes. though so definitely mm-hmm. stay tuned yes uh anyways uh okay so yeah we 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 also we would love to have Amanda Cromwell on because uh, we haven't had her on yet since she's been a new coach. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. All right. Can't have a mailbag without questions, so I'll give you two. One soccer, one not. And Greg's first question is, do you see the Pride's new roster as some advantage going into a World Cup qualifying year followed by a World Cup year in 2023? As I see it, we're only going to lose Marta, Aaron McLeod, and Gunny to qualifiers. What do you think, Dave? Is this a an advantage well, I mentioned earlier in the podcast that it is indeed an advantage because that means we're going to have most of the squad together during those international breaks, and that, that is a positive. You mentioned, of course, that having players that don't get called up is maybe uh, not great, but um, I, you also mentioned that having players that are playing together as a team might be better than what we've been trying to do for the past few years of just having big names. So, hey, we were doing it one way. Well, let's try it this other way instead. So I'm, I'm on the <laughs> net positive end of this. Yeah. Uh, do I think it's an advantage? Um, it, I don't know. I, I'm going to answer you honestly. I don't know. It depends on if the team is any good. If the team is good, then it's a huge advantage. If the team isn't very good, it's not an advantage. Oh, it just doesn't matter then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if it doesn't matter, then it's not an advantage, right? That's true. Yeah. Well, and you'll notice that I said I figured it was a net positive. I didn't yeah. necessarily say it was an advantage. Yeah. Um, it could be an advantage. But I've always figured that the your what you really want is you want international players from teams that don't make the World Cup. You know. <laughs> right. You know. So- yeah, good enough to make a national team. National team's not good enough to make the cup. Yeah, you want the teams that are the you know, the players that are the best in from their countries, but maybe aren't going to miss a month of the season. Yeah, so you know your smaller countries that aren't going to you know. But then what'll happen is you'll get one of those magical runs from one of those countries that everybody <laughs> gets behind. Yeah, something like that. Um, second question from Greg is if you had to pick one artist or album, it could be a soundtrack or song to listen to for the rest of your life. Who and what would it be? Wow. I know. Right. Wait, read that again. So if you want artists, I can take their whole collection. So if you had to pick one artist, album or song to listen to the rest of your life, who or what would it be? So I guess, I guess neither of us would take a song or an album if we could take the whole no. artist catalog. Yeah, I'm taking a whole artist catalog there for sure. Um, which artist, though? Um, man, for the rest of my life, and I don't get to listen to anybody else, I'm going to go with, with somebody with a big catalog, too. Um, <laughs> I guess... Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the Beatles. I got a, I got a big catalog and mm-hmm. it's got a lot of different type of stuff in there. And, and I like a lot of it. So I'm going to go with the Beatles. All right. It's a solid choice. I will say 
My favorite band, Genesis, would be my choice because they have a very large catalog with a, a very... Um, you know, a varied approach to what they've done. They've done pop music. They've done progressive rock. They've got had two different vocalists over the course of their career. Actually, three different vocalists over the course of the the life of the band. So there is some variety there as well. And I think that uh, I just listened to. I had a thing in January where where I uh, I listened to a Genesis album every day for the month of January, 31 days. And I listen to 31 different titles, and that's not how many albums they have, but they have some live albums and some compilations and things like that. So, stretched did you give out. it a total name? I did. I called it January. Oh, that yeah. is awesome. Yeah, as as you're well aware, because you follow me on Twitter. Yes. Yeah, I, I did know, but yeah, yeah, but yeah. I so I think Genesis. Um, you know, if you had to pin me down to one album the rest of my life, well, I probably would just die. But um, I would go with my favorite Genesis album, which is uh, Duke. Um, if I had to do one album, I think I might do Dark Side of the Moon because it is a great repeating album since it mm-hmm. just goes back up into the beginning of itself. So yeah, sure. that's sure. that's I couldn't do one song. I couldn't do it. Uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's too hard. Sorry, not I, I would probably rather just not have music than only have access to one song the rest of my life. Yeah, that's 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 just cruel, man. Yeah, yeah. That's like when though. you that's like when you see an animal in a cage that's like really much too small for it, and it's just like can't move or anything. It's just inhumane. Yeah, and it's yeah, and it's like all the fur is falling off, and it's you know got mange. It's just not. It's it's inhumane, is what it is. All right, thank you, Greg Maimon, or however you say your last name. I hope I hope one of those was correct. Uh, one of those pronunciations. Um, thank you for like your send questions. us another question and put in there how to phonetically say your name. Yeah, we'd yeah. love to be able to get it right. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's what I have in the emails dave i didn't see anything in here from david victor this week just take another little quick scan again we'll get to tiger tamer's question when we do our our season preview um but yeah that's what i have well we've only got one over in the twitters from one joseph angel uh-huh. hey have y'all read this article from the athletic um which is what it's like to be a U.S. Men's National lightning rod for criticism. Mm-hmm. And yes, I did read this article. Did you? I, yeah, I read about half of it and skimmed the rest of it because it's it's pretty long. It, it is. And you know, also because I was – yeah, it, it was – I don't have the athletics, so we stole the story. Dave stole it so, <laughs> so he could send it to me. <laughs> well uh, – I wouldn't say I stole it. I shared it so we could answer the question. Okay. Um, Yeah, but I'm barred from seeing the entire story, but I got to see this whole story. Um, I mean, the story, I think everybody to some extent does um, put a lot on players, and they do get angry when players make mistakes. I I thought the, the... the thing that was about Chris Wondolowski was was very interesting, and and how he had to deal with 
um, the ire of the world because sometimes things seem easy to those of us watching on TV, but in the moment they're not. We talked about this before. Um, Oh, yeah. With with many times with uh, you know crosses that come in and maybe they take an imperceptible bounce right in front of the you know the the mm-hmm. guy who's going to shoot it and then he misses from point blank range and people get mad about that stuff and it's okay to be mad uh, if you channel it appropriately it's not okay ever to be a jerk yeah and that's kind of what the article was pointing out is like mm-hmm. you know even Wando was like look. I get it. I'm a fan of sports and I yell at the TV sometimes, but I don't then get online and berate and harass the player that, you know, did or didn't do something. And that's, Mm. that's where the line should be. And I, I, I agree with them. I mean, I get mad. I get mad when I'm having to write an article and something bad happens, but then I still have to write the article and I still have to get on with my life. And it's, there's a lot of negativity online. I know, shocker. But, <laughs> you know, if we were all, look, everybody, just try to be a little more Ted Lasso about it. You know, be a goldfish, and these players already have enough they're dealing with. So I, I'm of the mind that as I've gotten older, I try to be more understanding. And yeah. We'll make comments. I mean, one of the other people in this article is one Jossie Zardes, who mm-hmm. we've made many comments on this very podcast about. Yeah. we. I always lament when he's selected, but then I also realize that he's selected because there's not a lot of good choices. And yeah. if there were, there would be other people. Go- and, and everybody has their opinion. You know, there's, there's people that say... Daryl DK should be in the team or Josh Sargent or this guy or that guy ahead of him. And some of those guys have had opportunities and they haven't done better. And that's part of the problem is when you have a coach, the coach is going to pick players that they trust and Greg Berhalter trusts Jossie Zardes. And, and you may not share that trust, but it's, it's not your team. <laughs> you know, it's, you're not the coach of the team. So, the coach is doing the best he can. He's he's trying to put him his team in the best position to win. Um, the players are out there trying to do their best for the team. We can get mad. I got mad the other day at a basketball player, and I, I vented on Twitter not to that player, but I said, how did he miss that layup? It's unbelievable. Um, but I didn't, like, take it out on him or call him names and stuff. And, and, and I continue to do it for weeks on end. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and, and people take this to ridiculous lengths. I mean, look at you. You mentioned Leicester City fans. Uh, I mean, what kind of nut job jumps out of the stands and takes a swing at a player? Uh, that guy that did it, obviously. But yeah, <laughs> you're right. I mean, it's insane. It's a game. At the end of the day, it's a game, and you have less riding on it. Then the people making tens of thousands of dollars playing it. Yeah. Yeah, you really do. Because you're generally spending money to... So, to use the example of that Leicester City fan, this is a guy who has spent money to go watch his team. He gets upset, and then he goes and attacks the other team's players. What's going to happen, And if it hasn't already, and it's just because I've been out of it, most likely what happens is he's now probably been banned. And that means that he doesn't get to go watch the team that he supposedly loves all because he just was stupid about it. 
Yeah. I, I think that there's um, a tendency for people to, I, I mean, I've seen it. I'm sure you've seen it too. People will think that they know what the player's going through. They'll think that they know everything. They think that they know, oh, that this player's not trying hard because maybe their body language isn't what the person expects. I remember um, this Orlando City team a couple years ago. There was there were several people who thought that the team had quit on the coach, and I was seeing plenty of effort. I wasn't yeah. seeing plenty of good results, but I was seeing effort that told me that the coach hadn't lost the team. Um, it doesn't look like that. I've I've worked in sports, and I've I've actually been in locker rooms where the the coach did lose the team and it, it definitely has a look to it and that wasn't it. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, and I, and I, we, we hear it all the time with players, you know, I heard people say Kyle Laren was lazy or he wasn't trying and that's not Kyle Laren is. And I, I got to know Kyle pretty well over those first couple of years he was at Orlando. And I, uh, that's the kind of thing that would, that, that really would have, um, gotten under his skin if he was the kind of person that lets things like that get get under his skin i mean different people have different personalities or some people are a little more laid back and i think people project onto that 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 this person doesn't care because they're not uh throwing water coolers or whatever or bottles or whatever they're not they're not getting angry like i would get angry if our team was playing like this that kind of thing so they think that they know how they they feel but we're all different people we all experience life in a very different way and it's it's never a good idea to think you know what someone else is thinking. Especially if it's a professional athlete. We are talking about people who have made it to the top tier of their profession that you never made it out of peewee level or high school level. And so you have no actual conception of what it takes and that includes you know you and i but we realize that and instead what we do is we talk to these people and we study the game and we analyze it but at no point do we say i know who what such and such is feeling about that and then make judgment calls on it you know we analyze the game and we we hope for different things and we might even say, Hey, I, I would like to see the player do this, or I'd like to see the player do that. But we're not, we're not projecting ourselves onto the players or the coaches. Yeah. And I, I will, I com I combat my frustration with snark. I say things like, uh, like when Manchester United was playing, uh, in the FA cup the other day and they were missing very easy sitters very easy looking sitters and I said I don't I don't know if they're I'm not saying that they're you know throwing the game but if they were throwing the game it might look a little like this and, and like I said earlier it is perfectly acceptable and like Wando said in the article it is perfectly acceptable to get upset in the moment and yell at your TV or yell at your computer screen and maybe even send out one little cryptic tweet or something like that. What's not cool is continued harassment for weeks on end or unfortunately in Wando's case for years after. It's just not cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like I said, and I said this last year when, when everybody was getting on Pato's case for, for being injured, like it's, if you think you're frustrated, 
you don't, you don't even have a clue as to how frustrated the player actually is. If you think you're upset uh, that Chris Wondolowski missed a, a, an opportunity to score a goal in the World Cup, you're not anywhere near as, as upset about it as Chris Wondolowski was at missing that. No, absolutely not. And, and it's, I, I will say reading this article and, and I never had, you know, huge strong feelings about Wando one way or the other, but if you have the opportunity to read this article in the athletic, go ahead and do it and, you know, read what he had to go through and it's, it'll hopefully it opens some eyes for some people. And I'm, I'm glad that, uh, I'm glad that they put it out there. Yeah. It, it's, it's good to get that out there, but I think that this, this, it's a symptom of social media. It's a symptom of our, our online world that we're, we're disconnecting from people in reality and we're, we're locking ourselves behind screens and, and some of it's, some of it's not even our fault. Some of the stuff that we're thinking is not even our fault. If I don't know if you've watched Dave, the, um, the documentary called the social dilemma. I have not. Okay, so basically what that is, it's is saying that the Googles and the Facebooks and the Pinterests and all of the other things that we experience online gather data, and that data is used to then create a favorable behavior for sponsors. So basically, if you have if you click on something that you like, you then get 72 more things in your feed that you like. This is why it's not, um, it's no longer a timeline as it used to be. Like, you know, it's like, oh, this is the latest stuff. You can still create the latest stuff, but you still aren't necessarily always seeing everything. And these are like, um, there was basically a bunch of employees of these huge conglomerates that saw what was going on and said, and we had all these great ideas of how we were going to help uh, consumers, and then all of that stuff got taken and used in a whole different way, and it's not sitting well with a lot of them. And, you know, it's so I'm just saying this is a long winded way of saying that sometimes we don't even know why we're saying things, we don't even realize we're being sort of manipulated to think in certain ways, and it's it's isolating us and it's making us more irritable. And it it makes it so that we can't even really have productive discussions anymore with people that disagree with us because people dig in and they don't really listen. Yeah, and the last thing you want is us being more irritable. <laughs> yeah, I'm already grumpy enough as it is. <laughs> um, so yeah. Yeah, me too. So that was Joseph uh, Angel... With the uh, with that question that sent that in, that was uh, thank you for the question. Thank you for the uh, heads up on the article. It was an interesting article. Yes, absolutely. And by the way, that article is by Matt Pence, and he did an excellent job. Matt Pence. All right. Good job. All right. Yeah. So uh, that's it for this week uh, in terms of our mailbag. So if you want to get in on the next one, there are two ways to do it. As I mentioned before. And one of them is to hit us up in our email account, which is themainland at gmail.com. And the other way is to uh, use the hashtag AskTMLPC on Twitter. And at us, at the mainland is our Twitter. And uh, we will answer your questions. It's, it's pretty self-explanatory. 
And ask us anything. We don't have to be uh, soccer related. We love answering stuff that's not soccer related too. So yeah. Well, hopefully, Dave, you're not laid up with this illness too long. But if you are, you know, hopefully you won't be too tired to like binge some shows. I'm already binging shows. I spent all day on the couch binging shows. Nice. What'd you watch? Uh, Reacher on Amazon Prime. How's that? Pretty good. I like the actor. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. He uh, Back in the day, he played Aquaman in Smallville. And then recently, he was uh, Hawk on Titans. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably why he left Titans was for this show. Uh Dude is like six five and just huge, so he's he's perfect for the the character of Reacher, and, and he's also a pretty decent actor. Um, good cast, decent story. I'm enjoying it so far. I'm not all the way through it, but um, yeah, worth a watch if you get through your other stuff. Yeah, it's good. Uh, it's on my extended list. It's not next or anything, but I'm I'm trying to plow through Succession myself. I've made it into season two. Um, I hate every character. Want all of them to die. They're all terrible people. Uh, I'm told that uh, that's. I'm told that that's the fun of the show, but um, that that they're all despicable. But it's not fun for me. But I'm going to plow through it because it's only three seasons. So I will. I will go ahead and finish it. It's it's compelling watching, for sure. There's, there's there's something compelling about the show, but I don't care about a single character, and it's a very difficult. Um, to carry on watching a show where you just don't give a damn about any of them. Uh, but, uh, Michael, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sure you know. I mean, it's really kind of a... The show itself is... <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know my character. I was yeah, poorly yeah. attempting to... Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's, a little, it's a little out there. Anyway, um... And uh, uh, Witcher is on the uh, the horizon. Uh, I've heard. Uh, I need good to watch that, that. Yeah. And you know, other than that, it's just a lot to keep up with the shows I am watching, like uh, the really excellent Peacekeeper and um, yep. Book of Boba Fett. Very good. Yep. And um, oh, uh, the Righteous Gemstones. If you haven't done that one, that one's great. I haven't done that one um, yet. That's, that's, on that's a- another one. Yeah, that's on HBO. And um, I'm watching the uh, Legend of Vox Machina, which has uh, just recently started on Amazon Prime, which is a uh, little offshoot of a Dungeons & Dragons campaign from the Critical Role people. Oh, okay. Yeah, That's cool. It's, it's definitely not for your kids. It's animated. It's a cartoon, but it's not for kids. Got it. Yeah. Very much not for kids. All right. Um I think that's our show, Dave. That's pretty good. I, and we actually padded this thing out to almost a decent length, you know, almost a normal length. Yeah, well, you know, why wouldn't we? <laughs> I don't know. I think most of this was answering questions. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. All right, that'll do it for episode 281, I believe is what we said at the top of the show. And if it's not, well, there's no proof that I did. Uh, but you. Uh, okay, so uh, you can follow Dave on Twitter at Mainland Dave. Maybe give him a couple days. He might need uh, a couple days. Uh, you can follow him, but um, don't expect a lot of interaction maybe the next couple days as he gets through his uh, illness. And um, we wish you the best of luck with that, Dave. Hopefully it will go, go by um, you know, not too severely. And uh, did you happen to yeah. find out if you have Omicron or anything? 
Um, no, they didn't necessarily test for that. I assume that's what I have because for those who are vaccine boosted like myself, Omicron presents the way mine is presenting. Mm-hmm. So that's the assumption. But no, it's not an official test. Um, supposedly mm-hmm. Delta's worse. Uh, regardless, let me be a, uh, a case study for the listeners to please go get vaccinated. And if you haven't, get boosted mm-hmm. because... Like I said, it could have been a lot worse. I mean, here I am with COVID doing a podcast, and I don't even have a fever right now. I'm a little bit stuffy, but that's it. And that's right. that's incredible, sciencey, cool stuff. Cool. All right. Uh, you can follow me at Mainland Michael and follow the Mainland at the Mainland. Uh, read our stuff at themainland.com. Subscribe to this podcast if you're not a subscriber because every subscription helps us in the uh the you know those those algorithms i was talking about a minute ago it'll help you get us in front of more people we can benefit from this evil technology um and uh, of course uh, go on um apple uh podcasts and give us a five-star rating and a review and we'll read it on the air nobody did that this week but that's fine and uh, you can like us on Facebook if you know if you're still on Facebook, still doing the Facebook. If you haven't deleted your Facebook yet, uh, you can listen I... to us on Spotify. We haven't been pulled from Spotify. No, we're not controversial <laughs> enough, I guess. We we also were not worth a hundred million dollars for them to uh, exclusively carry our podcast either. No, but if somebody would like to change that, we're willing. Yeah. We will even advocate for you, Spotify, if you will sponsor our uh, podcast. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks, everybody who wrote in. Write in for next week, and we'll be back next week. We'll talk about – we'll have an actual soccer that I have witnessed to talk about. This will be the Colorado Ooh. game on Friday. And um, what else do we have? We have uh, – before you and I play, uh, get together next week, that's it. That's our only game. There's no pride stuff going on. Um, who knows if OCB will be playing? We don't. We haven't even heard of any OCB signings yet. It's it mums the word really. So there's bound to be some stuff happening in the next couple weeks because we're only now, Dave. This is crazy. We're we're 19 days away from opening day as you and I record yeah. this. Because there's no such thing as an off season <laughs> for us. Uh, yeah, and coming up in the upcoming weeks, we'll have uh, Gunny and uh, and her journey through the She Believes Cup. Uh, there'll be some more preseason games. Obviously, the Pride will at some point announce some preseason games before the March games in the uh, Challenge Cup. I would imagine, um, but who knows? We haven't heard them yet. Who knows? We'll see. All right, everybody, uh, thanks for listening, and nothing left for us to do but say go city and go pride.